Is, and uh, welcome to the Ear Spoon, other well, guy. Thanks. All right. <laughs> this is you. Yeah. I tell you, that's gonna. I, I, there's no. I'm gonna leave it in, but uh, there's no way to explain this to the people. But uh, anyway, uh, so this here podcast, the Ear Spoon, is being brought to you by Mocha Joe's. What? Locally operated, locally owned, and we love them for it. Brilliant, brilliant coffee. Yep. Fair trade, etc., and we've we've raved about them, but there's all many many reasons to rave about them. They're yep. wonderful. Yeah, they do the socially responsible thing. Now, listen, before we get into uh, into today's podcast, aptly uh, going to be titled "The Gauze Candidate," and I'll exp- we'll explain that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, I wanted to uh, say that uh, the last podcast that we did, uh, which we entitled "Shop Local," which is something that we all agree on. And all of us? All, we or all, just the two of us? Just, I, we, I think everybody wants to shop locally. I think not everybody can afford to shop locally, Yeah. but I think everybody should shop locally. Anyway, uh, I think I want to say we can all agree. All right. Maybe, Let's maybe, say maybe many of us can agree. Yeah. <laughs> everybody in the panic room size booth that That's Steve right. and I broadcast in agree yeah. that we should all shop locally. Um, anyway, uh, we, did, we were citing an example about uh, gyms last week. And about how one gym comes in and the other gym, and it's not sustainable. Uh, did anyway, we name that national gym? I don't gym? think I don't that think we, we did. did, so I don't think that we have to. Right. Um, but the person who actually found out owns that gym actually mm. took the time to call me today. I admire that. Uh, I do admire that. And he wanted to. He had listened to the podcast, uh, took umbrage with a few of the things that we said, I and co- and corrected me, mm-hmm. and corrected us. Uh, one of one of those things was that uh, they just they just basically in large part um, just hire part time, and he assured me that sixty percent of his workforce, I think sixty, and if I got that wrong, I apologize. But a higher percentage of his workforce good to were, know. were were fully employed and benefited employees. Good to be disabused of things that aren't true. Yeah, no, no, no. And I told him if I am wrong, I am the I'm the first one to walk it back. So, um, and he um, dispelled a few uh, of the other things about sustainability that we discussed. So uh, it was good. And you know what? I think at some point in time, I would love to have this conversation with him deeper and that we will and make it a point of uh, make it a point of the podcast. I think that would be great. All right. So yeah. we'll, we'll have that conversation. This yeah, is a yeah. guy. He is. He is not. It's not. It's not the corporate entity that I thought it was. Right. It is a franchisee guy just trying to make a living. Different equation entirely. But I say props yeah. to anybody who can step forward and with, you know, in a civil way. Yeah. Say, hey, I want to, you know, I take some umbrage, as we right. say. Uh, with some of the things you were saying, I want to correct the record, and I think you know points to him for for stepping forward and and being kind and polite and factual about and, it. And and honestly, uh, c- complete gentleman, and and could not have uh, c- could not have presented his case any cleaner and and uh, any more intelligently than he did. So bravo! Uh, and and I thanked him for the phone call. It meant a lot that I did get that call. Mm-hmm. So um, and it just it just goes to show you that I'm I'm open to a, uh, to a to a level headed conversation. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he was too, and and. It level-headed conversation that w- was had, and, and I think uh, at some point in time we'll, uh, we'll would love that we'll, we'll we'll invite him on to to talk about the business model sure. a little bit. But uh, right now, uh, what I want to kind of get into is this uh, the the gauze candidate. Now, um, since we abut a place called the Granite State, and you since said, but. S- you said uh, but <laughs> um, uh, 
we here in Vermont are somewhat insulated about uh, what's going to go on here, which is the uh, the, the Democratic uh, convention is going to be held in uh, Mantucky. Is I, it really? I think so. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Man, did you say Mantucky? Yeah. <laughs> Manch Vegas. Ah, not nice. Yeah. Funny. So, um, and and uh, so all the political candidates are swirling within within um, uh, distance to hit him with a softball from here. Bernie was in uh, Keene, half mm-hmm. hour from here, less Pete, than half Pete hour. Pete Buttigieg, Ga- uh, Gabby uh, was here. No, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. T- what did I say? You said Gabby. Gabby. Oh, I'm sorry. Gabby Hayes. Yeah. He, no, Gabby Hayes. no longer running. No. Um, so uh, Tulsi Gal- Galbert was here. Uh, who else was in town? Probably Elizabeth Warren, I'm going to assume. I, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm, oh, oh uh, Yang. 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 Who will drop out and endorse Bernie any minute now. Yeah, any any second now, please. Uh, anyways. He's, <laughs> I like he, some of his ideas. He's I just do. never going to be president. I, I, I love the fact that he walks around with a, with a button that says math on it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, I do right. kind of appreciate that. Uh, Facts and books are good. Yes. We, we, <laughs> we, we, we love proof. We really, really do. <laughs> Um, but uh, so we've been getting to see a lot of these people. And, of course, um, I, my wife went to see uh, Pete Buttigieg Why? the other day. Well, I she mean, likes oh, him. oh I, know. You know, no, no, she, I, I, I know. And, and, and even she says, like, he kind of goes back and forth. And, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But when you stop and listen to him just talk, mm-hmm. he's like, Jesus Christ, the mm-hmm. lights are on there. All right, but now, now I, 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 I get, get I get that it's got probably a big dimmer switch on it, but, um, but I could spend a half hour on that. We're just eh, not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then uh, and I think uh, I think I think uh, uh, Tulsi was in town in in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, this morning doing something, and and Yang was also over the weekend. So they're all here, yeah. and now everybody's just kind of going to these things. Well, I'm going to vote for this guy, and I will. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, here's where I want to say once again. And I can't put a big enough, uh, 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 sharp enough pencil to the pad to make you understand (laughs) that whoever gets elected, Mm -hmm. all right, um, needs to not be Donald Trump Mm -hmm. and will be a gauze candidate. All right. Donald Trump has effectively gashed a mile long gash in this country and we are hemorrhaging blood. Now, when you are hemorrhaging blood, what needs to happen is you need to stuff gauze in the wound to stop the bleeding and then you need to wrap it. And then if it's bleeding bad enough, you need to put a tourniquet on it. So our next candidate, whoever is, is going to be that gauze candidate, that person that we get to stuff in the wound to hopefully stop the bleeding. So what you're talking about is then who is the most likely candidate to defeat the current I don't president. give a flying fuck all who the next candidate is. If you want the truth, I right. don't care. As long as we are not talking about the Manchurian cantaloupe. I understand. <laughs> but I would Thank challenge you, you this. And some counterpoint, okay. which is to say, what if the status quo and the pull towards centrism and the pull towards safety in the Democratic Party puts forward somebody who gets their ass kicked like a Joe Biden who will get his ass kicked. Well, it's, um, but but that, that's the this is what I'm trying to this is what I'm trying to tell you. This is this is my stance alone is uh, I am blinders on. Yeah. And if it's blue, I vote for you. Right. That is it. End of discussion. No writing in a candidate, no voting with your conscience, right. nothing. Win at so, all costs. Totally and get this, that. And that rails against everything I believe in. I know, and it's yeah, and and again, I'm not even taking the progressive angle on this, but I would suggest to you, and then and again, supported by numbers that I know and have seen, the issue 
at hand is voter turnout. Yeah. So who excites voters in a way that other Democratic candidates don't? Now, all of them have their base, all of them have their supporters, and we will winnow the field probably right after New Hampshire, I would think. Certainly Super Tuesday will knock it down to two or three or four. So the question for me is, whoever's going to defeat, and I can't even believe we're even talking about the possibility of losing to this idiot, but we are, because this is the country we live in. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, <laughs> so, no. But I'm suggesting to you that regardless of policy, and I, you know where my policy stance is, it's, it's, it's far left as we go, and Bernie's not even as far as I'd like it to go, but... I'm also a pragmatist. Like, you have to get elected and you have to be effective in your policy. My suggestion is the person in the best position to knock Trump out of the running is Bernie Sanders. And again, I'm not here to make a stump speech so much as to say we need to look at this from a tactical, practical point of view. And the Democratic Party and Tom Perez, and we've seen it in in Iowa after that debacle, is pulling towards the center, is propping up and supporting centrist candidates like Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Joe Biden, even Elizabeth Warren, who claims to be progressive. I don't buy it. But I'm suggesting that if we want to win, if you're talking about winning and forget policy, it's about winning Mm -hmm. for the Democrat winning. I think Bernie Sanders and the numbers I think support this is in the best position to defeat Donald Trump. You know what? And and I'm not going to argue any of that with you. I Mm -hmm. am not. I'm just going to say don't lose sight of whoever it is when the Democrats. What was it? The the poll that was just recently released that. all of a sudden showed Bernie Sanders like four points over Pete Buttigieg, and for some reason the Demo- the, the DNC held it up oh, yeah, to release that. that. You know, yeah. so there it is again. I mean, Jesus flipping Christ, can't you just, like a fucking app, really? So do you You're going to give an app to people in Iowa who are 90 years old right. to caucus with? So what let me is add fucking wrong app, with you? An app that Pete Buttigieg's campaign gave $42,000 to develop, and you'll know that in the, the Nevada caucuses, I think it's a caucus, not a primary, now the woman in charge of voter security just left the Pete Buttigieg camp yeah. to become the DNC's voter security person. And here's the thing. Come here's, on. here's what I'm going to tell you. Full-throated. Pete Buttigieg is the candidate. I'm voting for him. I get that. But I'm right. suggesting to you that this is— I'm just going to, no matter what you say, I'm going to agree with you, and then I'm going right. to say I don't give a shit. I'm walking. I'm, I'm voting for him. Right. I can't commit to that because I kind of feel like—here's my position on the entire thing. I understand—I I can say this from the safety of Vermont because we know that— the, No, 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 I'm, I'm going to turn your mic off. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Is that right? Yeah, this is, I'm going full contact fucking Fox News on you. No, I am shutting you down. Bill O'Reilly, cut his mic. Cut his mic. The other guy died. Uh, but but understand what I'm saying. You can leave that piece out, but I would suggest to you this, that in this current moment that, that we're in, trying to promote a person who's likely to the most likely to win is where we're at in the primary I, I race. I agree with you. Right. I agree with you. Primaries but, are a thing. But I'm, I have to talk you off this ledge. I thought I did this successfully the last time we had this conversation. You do not have – your civic duty <sighs> is not even in the state of Vermont because right. so, what happens if 100,000 other people in the state of Vermont decide, you know what, Bernie didn't make it. I'm going to write him right. in anyway. So our four electoral votes wind up somewhere else. Do I you want to take that it. chance? No, no, no. Please understand. So let me, let me just – Look, we live in we hold live on. in fucking crazy town. I'm going to pull no, you the battery on, pack. Mr. Man. I'm going to pull the battery pack out of that, and let's say I will vote for the Democratic. Let's just say, for sake of argument, I will vote for the Democratic nominee, no matter what. You know, even though I feel like I can get away with not doing that. But I'm suggesting stop to saying you, that. 
<laughs> I'm suggesting to you that in this moment, the primaries are the time to not only discuss policy differences, yeah. and, and, but it's also to vet all the candidates properly and to put forward the candidate who, as we all agree, is most likely to defeat this person. Now, I will tell you as a person who's been a progressive since frickin' Watergate, <laughs> that's how old I am. Right. Uh, I have spent my entire life voting for the person I dislike the most. I mean, I, I dislike the yeah, least. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the progressive movement, which is a growing arm of the Democratic Party and in the country, the young people, the, the numbers skew hard left. The movement is left. Everything is going towards left and leftist policies. And this is the future for the Democratic Party. You have a Tom Perez and other people and all their sycophants and the Joy Reeds of the world and mm-hmm. the Nina Tandons, Nira Tandons and all, trying to pull everything towards the center, which is the losingest position possible. Yeah, no, I and you won't again. I'm not going to—the only thing that I'm going to disagree with you on is how you place your vote come that day. And mm-hmm. I don't think that— we can afford anything but a g- giant blue fucking tsunami that just crushes. Let's hope the, that's the, the case. The, the, the Republican, the, the Republican landscape. So what do I do when I see a guy like Joe Biden, whose policies I've hated my whole life, who just in Keene or wherever he was called one of his questioners a a pony faced liar? Or I can't remember. Did you see this? You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No. Just I, yesterday, no. a woman asked him a very legitimate quest, question, and he said, "Have you ever been to a caucus?" She said, "Yeah, actually, I have." And he goes, "You're a, you're a pony fo- pony faced soldier boy liar or something." Like, what the hell with this guy who voted for the Iraq War, who voted to de- to criminalize being black, who voted for all these terrible things? So you want me to go into a voting booth and say, "Yeah, that's my guy." Yep. <laughs> and, and and for no other reason than which is you know what who else who better to fucking calm things down for four years oh come on than a guy that the planet's you, on fire we that, haven't time yeah, for calming no, down no we do have time for we're we have all to, gonna die in a fiery yeah, ball no 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 question about it I might set that fucking fire <laughs> I, I'm just I'm telling you I'm not here to disagree yeah, with I, you I'm just here to disagree with that part of what you're I'm sorry you're but incrementalism right now is the bad is the worst choice possible we are in a crisis both a political crisis and an environmental crisis there's a million crises God knows but we are not not going to do this by incrementally milk toasting, wonder breading our way towards the future. Oh, I know. I, I, I'm honestly, if it were up to me, seriously, honest to Christ, I would not be voting and not be talking about voting under normal circumstances right, right now. With a, if if uh, a a. Uh, a, a normal, if a Mitt Romney Republican yeah. was in the office right now, right, I would I would be saying with you, no, I don't give a fuck who it is. I'm right in Bernie. We have a fascist, and now we have a fascist who, on who, having just been acquitted by the Senate, will now have full license. He's now going after uh, support systems and food stamps and things of this nature. Yeah. So he made this call to Zelensky, he being well, Trump, what, what was the he, day after Mueller kind of fizzled. Right. And he's like, well, let me make a call. I'm going to tell you, this is what I want you to do. You know, right. so now look what he's going to do. Well, you know, and forward. what else? What did he? he, he they rewrote the law about or uh, did some fucking underhanded shit about mm-hmm. how, about uh, women's uh, how they define um, 
Oh, shit. I don't know this. Talk. And I'll I'm, find I'm, <laughs> Talk. Talk. I'm, say I'm, shit. I'm anxious to know. Say, <laughs> say smart stuff. Well, I, well, I think I'll sing a tune uh, while he looks it up. But, uh, like, but here, I'll just fill it in. You're generically going to sh- say, like, what? I can't believe they did that. Every day is what I can't believe they did that. The Trump administration quietly changed the definition of domestic violence. Uh, oh, Jesus. And we have no idea what for. Without fanfare, this is from the Slate.com. Oh or Slate.com. Uh, without fanfare or even notice, the Department of Justice's Office on Violence Against Women made significant changes to the definition of domestic violence in April. Obama era definition was expansive, vetted by experts, including the National Center for Victims of Crime and, and National Domestic Hotline uh, Violence Hotline. Again, this is all I'm reading this word for verbatim, uh, word for word, from Slate.com. The Trump administration's definition is sustainably more limited and less informed, effectively denying experiences. So let me boil this down to you because I read the article. Basically, it's saying that I can go home and call my wife every name in the book at the top of my lungs. But now when we go into court, that's just hearsay. If I smack you, that's still violence. But I can say and do whatever I want. So, so they, let me suggest... That 63 million people mm-hmm. decided in 2016 that this is the kind of person they want to But they don't know the about it. We didn't know about it. Yeah. Literally, honestly, the most, the least likely person to inform me that this happened is right. who informed me that that happened. And I'm suggesting, what the hell are we trying to save here? I, when, was, that, what I, when literally millions of people are cool with or ignorant to the, what their fascist now, leader is do doing. Do you believe in your heart of hearts that Joe Biden would, would do that? No, never. Okay. That's why if they push him forward. And I get that. That's if that's why. the way it wor- wor- works out, I will consider voting for Joe Biden. But I'm saying, <laughs> if I lived over <laughs> the river. i over there and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> if I lived over the river in New Hampshire, I wouldn't hesitate. Yeah. You know? I know. But I don't think that, I, I think it's going to be a power in numbers. If they fuck with the election, but the popular vote That's also true, yeah. still shows that 20 million more people voted for the other candidate, but the other candidate wins. Right. Now, right. we have a situation where we have civil unrest. We have a civil war. I'm getting my musket loader out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm painting my dog camel, and I'm going to the right, front lines. Right, right, right. All right. Oh, we're a Whew. mess. Holy shit. Oh, I think fun. I got a little bit of a headache. <laughs> I, might, I might have pooped myself a little, too. It's I good got a little for you. It's up. cathartic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're just going to leave it there. Uh, it's the gauze candidate, and that's really what you got to vote for. Stop and I'm the sorry. bleeding. I'm so, I'm so sorry that we're there. I, I am. And I'm hoping that they push... They push a Bernie forward. I, I hope so, too. Yeah. Because I frankly think, it just one coda on this, I frankly think that he will electrify the electorate and and tamp down for for once and for all this, like, socialism bad thing. Yeah. Good God, people. I mean, oh, this your is what fire I department oh, is socialism. He's a, fucking, he's a fucking socialist. Yeah, well, yeah, he doesn't hide that. Right. <laughs> you know? He doesn't hide that, and he wants everybody to be okay. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? We don't do that. Yeah. Like, Is it going to cost me money? Yeah, it might. Yeah. yeah. And, and if then, it does, so Right, why. then you won't have junkies in the street. Yeah. Then you won't have homeless people in your street because people are need, people's needs are care, are attended to because that's what we pay tax dollars for. And then there's the same people who say, like, I will give you 51 cents on every tax dollar. Please give it to the Pentagon. Are you fucking kidding me like well we can't afford medicare for all how are we ever gonna pay for that like good god really this is a conversation you want to have yeah it is anyway (laughs) 
Okay. All right. We'll leave it there. God's candidate once again. All right. I've been Fish. I've been the other guy. And this has been another episode of The Year Spoon brought to you by Mocha Joe's. Yay, mochajoes.com. This is The Ear Spoon with Fish and Steve. Ooh, wow.